Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for one another, Lord. We thank you for your power, your blood, your kingdom, God, your revelation, everything that you're doing in us and through us and around us, Father God. No matter what comes against us, Father God, we will stand on your word. We will stand on what you've said, what, you, what, what the future holds in your word, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for that, God. Father, we thank you for everything in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for what you're going to instill in our hearts and our minds today through this word, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. This word today is called longevity. And what has birthed this word out of me is knowing and walking in the kingdom for over 17 years now, I run into people and I see a lot of people and people that I've seen in the past and everything. And a lot of them are doing something different. A lot of them were said many years ago, God told me to do this and or start this and you meet them and they're doing something totally different. And I don't think the kingdom of God works like that because God is, is a God of long suffering. And when he told Noah to build the ark, it, it took them a very long time. And I guarantee you that they wanted to quit in the middle. They started questioning themselves in the middle of building the ark. Did we really hear God? Is this really what we're supposed to do? Everybody's coming against it. Nobody's, we thought that everybody would be here. We'd have hundreds of people to help us to build this ark. Hundreds and hundreds of people, but this isn't what it looks like. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people in the kingdom of God. Because it is the fruits that show it, the, the process sometimes cannot be seen, and especially by the human eye, maybe in the spirit, but not in the human eye. The fruits of the thing is born in patience. In James 1, 1 through 8, James, the servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings, my brethren, and count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. The trying of your faith, the enduring of your faith, the, the hardness of your faith, the walk of your faith. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God, him that gives to all men liberally, and abradeth not. It shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the sea, is driven with the wind, and is tossed. For... Let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But I want us to focus on the trying of your faith works patience. And patience has its perfect work. Perfect and entire wanting nothing. Many do not produce the fruits in their lives, in their family in the ministry and in kingdom life because they do not stand steadfast and unmovable. They're always moving with the next thing. That's why God says, be not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and every movement that comes along. Be not tossed to and fro by some new revelation or some new thing. 
He says to stand fast in what the Lord has spoken and told you to do. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says this. Therefore, beloved, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. But most, most emphatically, we want to say abounding in the work of the Lord that He's subscribed to us. That He subscribed to me. Abounding in the work of the Lord that He has spoken to into our hearts. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor can be in vain if it's in works, in good works, but it has not been the work of the Lord or, dis, or, 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 or designed from the Lord. Because it talks about good works and, and works that are gold and silver and the works that are hay, wood, and stubble. One will be burned and not, and they're all works. But not all works. They have to be the works spoken into our hearts and minds by the Lord. So we look at a tree and it will have seed, time, and then what? Fruits. Harvest or fruits. Fruits. I mean, let's think of a fruit tree. Every fruit grows something. Even if it's one of those nuts that any kind of thing, there's something that's produced. Some type of seed, a coconut. But the tree will sit years and years and years and it'll look like it's not going to have any fruit. And sometimes when God has told us to do something, those words in our life look like they don't have any fruit. But the fruit always speaks in the end. And we are called to be trees planted by God and we need to have fruits. But I'm not talking about those fruits today. I'm talking the fruits of our walk. The fruits of the things that we are uh, spoken of. Paul even said some things about the fruits of his life. The fruits of the Spirit, but are overlooked more than any other fruit. I'm talking about the fruits of the spiritual life. Not just fruits of the Spirit. Because many people, even in the world, have some of those fruits because they're so, uh, they were made that way. We know many kind people that are just kind. They don't even know Jesus. So we don't always have to look at those fruits. But the fruits of being part of, the, part of the body of Christ, the fruits of the call, the fruits of the vision, the fruits of the Word of God spoken over your life, or the fruits of the Word of God spoken over uh, the body of Christ in a corporate setting. This is the type of fruits that we're, 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 we're looking at today. Because many people, they don't see the fruit right away and they go try something else. So every time they're going, they're replanting themselves in different situations, in different um, uh, places or different things. They're starting, you know what, I'm going to start a, a, um, a, a clothes ministry. And then the clothes ministries began to get hard and they couldn't get any clothes. And, and maybe what ends up happening is the thing that God told them to do from the very beginning, now it, they didn't do it. And they're trying something new all the time. So there's no fruit ever. And every time you see someone, they're doing something new. People can be doing this in business because they get bored or they're not steadfast. But if God spoke the seed, then it, He will bring the increase. And He will bring those to water it. And, he, and, and, and God will put rain on it from heaven. But the thing is, and we put seeds in the ground. Sometimes we don't see them coming out of the ground yet and we pluck them up and want to see what, what's going on. Did someone steal my seed? Or the devil comes by and steals 
the seed says that the word wasn't God or says this. So we have to know longevity is long suffering, which is continuing and continuing no matter what it looks like. Because when the fruits come, then we know what it looks like. So that's why we don't go by people saying on this or on that. We want to see the fruits. That's why it's good not to say on this or on that. Let other people say what they see by the fruits of your life. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel... Um, walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word of the Lord, or the law of the Lord. And the word does he meditate day and night. He shall be. See, there's your promise. Even this in the word of God, we can take it out of the word of God and say that's our promise. If I do not, what? Stand in the way of sinners nor in their counsel or walk with them, but I delight in the Word of God. So I have to stay in the Word of God. So I have to be planted in the Word of God, such as in the situation that God is planting me in. And He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth His fruit in His season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever He does shall prosper. See, so there's a time, but there's the instruction to stay in the Word. The Word that God spoke personally to you about things, that's, based, that's your personal Word. And you need to stay in it and do it. Bringing forth fruit in His season. So every tree has different seasons of their own fruit in our personal walk with God. I was born again 17 years ago, some three years ago. Some people have three years of a seed and some have more. But if we stay rooted and grounded in love, which is Christ, we shall produce those fruits of His nature. And also, if He's in ministry and the things of the kingdom, the fruits will be what people see at the end. So people try to run here and there or there and they want to get their quick fix or their fast ministry or do this. And that's why you see people going all the time everywhere because they want, they think they can get favor somewhere. But if the favor doesn't come from the Lord, it will never last. Jesus grew in stature as the same as Samuel. In stature, in favor with man and in favor with God. See, you can have favor with man and be out of favor with God. How do you do that? Because you can be a man pleaser. You can be a good servant. But if God hasn't uh, planted you to be serving in a situation, you're never going to have the fruit from, from the kingdom of God. The fruits of what God has spoken to you because you're not in the place in, the, in your life where He's told you to stay. Because that's where your faith is tested in that place. And here's that win. So we have all these promises in the Logos Word and we have our personal relationship with God. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor the sinner in the congregation of the, of the congregation of the right nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. He's promised to prosper. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. 
Jeremiah 17, 5-8 Thus saith the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. And that's where religion comes in. When we become to do things instead of being. For he shall be like a heap in the desert, and shall not see when, he, when good cometh, but shall inherit, inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord. And we know that God is spirit, so sometimes you cannot see God. That's where faith comes in. Is knowing in your heart and doing it no matter what it looks like. Just like when they were building the ark. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out his roots by the water, by the river, and shall not see when he comes. But her So that means in any season, they will not be affected. When the storms of life come, they'll be blessed by the Lord. When the things of that, that let's say they say we're going into a crisis if so-and-so gets elected, but this will not be so for those that are planted in the Lord. That's where he gets his glory. That's where he gets his testimony. It might not look like that to some, but to others that's what it will look like. In other words, it might not look like something to somebody, but sometimes things cannot be seen until other things are happening. Sometimes it's got to get real dark for people to see how bright the light is. So he's like a tree planted by the waters that spread forth its roots by the river. What? The river. The word of God. The river of life. Is, so these things have to become spiritual. And if you're a tree and you plant it in a desert, most likely it's going to dry. Because as much as the roots go down, it's going to have to take a very long time, a long process. And it's going to have to have somebody there always watering it. Because God is not going to supply water in the desert. That's why he said to be planted by the river. That's why a lot of people are planted in religion and they don't have any fruits of the kingdom of God in their life because they're planted in a dry and thirsty place. But if you're, and you're always dependent on man water, but when man doesn't water you, you die. But if you're planted by the river, the river comes from God. It's a created thing. And then when, in the New Testament it says, this one watered and this one, but God gave the increase. The increased is the power. The increase is the supernatural endowment of something that happens. We can, we can put water on something, but we can't make it grow. God's the one that makes things grow. God's the one that makes things live. God's the one that gave the seed in the first place. And the seed becomes the Word. God's the one who spoke the Word. He will make it happen. But we have to be planted and we have to stand on that word and stand in that place that he's told us. And I'm not talking about a place in there. The place in the Lord. The place in your heart. Staying in a place of trust, of faith, and knowing no matter what it looks like in that season. And when someone else's season has come, then you want to go and jump next to that tree because you think there's something Different. All of a sudden, what? You have to start all over. Because if you transplant a plant, you want to take as many roots as you can because 
you mess with the roots, usually the leaves fall off, the tree, the plant might not die, but all of a sudden it has to be replanted and you have to water it by man, even so it's by the river till it gets to grow on its own and finds that river again. So when people keep, and this is how people are, they're like these little pretty plants and they're so pretty, but you want to water them, but all of a sudden they can only grow because they're in a pot so much because they're not letting the Lord plant them. So they, and they got little feet and they run everywhere to the next thing and all of a sudden man waters them, man waters them, but they're, they're uh, root, what is that called? Root bound. And a lot of people say bound up because they haven't let their roots go deep into the Word of God. They're bound up because they don't know the power of God. They stay bound up because, and they look pretty, but they're still in a pot and they cannot flourish into a tree. Root bound. A lot of Christians are root bound because they want to have little feet. For they shall be as a tree planted by the waters and spread forth its roots by the river and they shall see nor heat and the leaves shall be green. And be careful in the year of drought it will not affect them neither shall they cease from yielding fruit. Will not stop yielding fruit. I mean, you know, once fruit starts to come, then the Bible also says that God's the vine dresser. He'll chop a branch down. It might not seem like you have any fruit anymore, and you're like, feel horrible. But all of a sudden, in another season, that's how the kingdom of God is. It's multiplication. You cut one branch and two come out. You have a few fruit, but if you stay there, but if you have a, a you know, we're not in the free agency in the kingdom of God. It's not that we, we go where the best thing is we stay planted by in, in God because He brings the increase. He does the pruning. He might use one another to help one us to grow in the Lord, but it's, it's Him that brings the increase. And you and you only time you can really see progress with things if you get one of those supernatural speed cameras and they're going and going and going and all of a sudden you got like five years and like five minutes, you know, they've done it for years and all of a sudden you can see that. Well, that's, that's the increase. But if you go every day and look at a tree or a plant, it takes a while. So we start to look in the mirror. We start looking and then we look at our neighbor and then we look at this and then we start thinking, I must not have heard God. Oh, I must not be doing this. Or and that's what people do. They don't stand on the Word of God. And we have to stand on the Word of God no matter what it looks like. Because when He covers us, when He protects us, when He feeds us, and when He brings the miracle, because the fruit is the miracle of God. Anything that's living is a miracle of God. And then He talks about us being that seed. We can go really deep into this. Jesus became the first seed of many of us. The first fruits of many fruit. But then he said, a seed must die and fall into the ground to produce life. But God's talking about us being trees now, planted by the river. So, this is what faith is all about. So many are trying to produce their own fruits. <clears throat> but when they produce their own fruits, those fruits are not the fruits of God. They're man-made, they're counterfeit. Only God can bring the miracle of the fruits. So longevity 
with long suffering. First Peter 3, 20 says, Which sometimes were disobedience, when once the long suffering God waited in the days of Noah. The long suffering God. What, what does that mean? In the days of Noah, the ark was being prepared, wherein a few that were eight souls were saved by water. Long suffering God, because all that wickedness was going on around them. All that stuff. So God long served because he wanted to flood that place a lot sooner, but he had to save them. He'd like to destroy this earth probably right now because of all the wickedness, but the church is not ready. See, so he's saying, be planted, be waiting, continue. Keep, Jesus said, occupy till I come. Continue to keep doing. Doing what? Doing what he said. Watering the seed of your that he's spoken over your life. And then what? Long-suffering. And that's one of the fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. Continuing, continuing. Longevity. Look at the fruit. It has to be before it is to be. And it's funny, the fruit usually has more seeds in it. So once there's fruit, there's multiplication. And then other things come out of those fruits. And the fruit multiplies times all the fruits come with it. Like all the fruits of the Spirit. Long-suffering is a very important fruit. But the fruits of ministry and the kingdom life takes time. When going gets tough, the tough keep going on the Word that God gave them. And not on what they see. That's the problem. Everybody goes by what they see. And what you see doesn't always mean that God has blessed it and it's, and it's God. The fruits that we produce prove the word that was spoken. So if God says you're an apostle, you're a prophet, well, the fruits expose the roots or the planted in. We are planted in the Lord. Just like David. He had to long suffer. He had to continue Samuel came to him, anointed him with oil, and told him he's going to be a king of Israel. Did he walk out the next day and get a crown and sit on the throne of Israel? No, it took a long time. Joseph had the dream, right? He told his brothers, look at all the long suffering he had to go to before he actually saw the dream come to pass. Was the dream from God? It was a seed in his life that he had to continue to walk. The thing is, even though he was in the pit, even though he was in the palace, then he was in a good place, in a bad place, then he was betrayed. He continued to stand fast with God, to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. And we know Abraham the same way, but Abraham did what many Christians do. Abraham, even though he repented or whatever, Abraham was waiting on the, on the Word. And they did what many Christians, and that's what we have Ishmaels all the time. Ishmael ministries, Ishmael callings, Ishmael titles, Ishmael this, Ishmael that. Because he looked at how long it's been. He looked at himself. He looked at how old he was. See, he didn't wait on God to bring the increase because the increase is unseen. The miracle is something that gives God the glory. So what he did was he, his, Sarah came up with a great idea. She thought. She wishes she never did it. See? And we end up doing things in the flesh. And we are in this flesh, but everything we do must be in the Spirit. 
So the spiritual seed, fruit. These are just, just a few examples right there, but we see it. Even Abraham, a great man of faith, still. So what do we think? We're going to be better. We have to just stand. And then when it happened, how much repentance do you think he had in his heart? How horrible do you think he felt? When now he has Ishmael out of the flesh, and then Isaac finally comes. The kingdom of God is not by observation, but by the fruits are and confirm the call and the anointing to be like a tree. God gives increase at all, not what we see, it's what we're doing till we see the fruit, we see the tree. Increase and increase and have lack of nothing, the Bible says. The, the Bible tells us in the New Testament that we shall increase and increase and have lack of nothing. Lack of hearing God, nothing. We're always thinking about things, like worldly things, but he's talking about lack of nothing. Lack of wisdom, we don't have any, no lack of wisdom, lack of relationship, lack of power, lack of anointing, lack of fruits. That's what the kingdom is, increase and increase. People get stuck because they continue to look at the tangible. They look at things that we're not supposed to look at. We're supposed to look beyond those things and stand upon the word, the seed. Matthew 13, Jesus went out of his house and sat by the seaside and a great multitude gathered together around the ship and the whole multitude stood on the shore and he spoke a parable. Behold, the sower went out forth to sow and he sowed some seed fell on the wayside. See, this is like people. Three types of people. They all got the seed, the word. Some seed fell on the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell on stony places where they had not much earth and Forthwith they sprung up, and because they had no deepness of earth, and when the sun came up, it scorched it, because they had no root, and they were withered away. Some fell, thorns sprung up and choked it, and we go. it goes on and on, and then some grew up in good ground. See, just so take that right there and say, that seed stayed in the ground, God, and, it, and, and God brought the increase because it was good. It was by the river. By the river of life. It wasn't on the hard concrete. It wasn't on their own ideas. It wasn't in their own uh, words or their false prophecies. It was on the word of God. And he answered and said, Because you have not known under the mysteries of the kingdom, it's not given unto them. So he goes on and on. He says, To him that was given shall be even given more abundance. Whatsoever he shall have not from him shall be even taking what he has. This is He's talking about the kingdom here. Once you start producing more, He'll give you more. He'll give you more increase. Therefore speak to them in the parables, because they seeing see not, because they hear they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, saying, Hearing they shall hear, and they shall not understand. Seeing they shall see, and they shall not perceive. For the people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, for the eyes have been closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I will heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see, your ears for they hear. Many prophets and then it goes on about have seen the things and have heard the things and then they said hear therefore the parable of the sower. When one hears the word of the kingdom and understands it the wicked comes to catch it away that which was sown in his heart. This is him 
that receives seed on the wayside. So he's saying the seed is the word. The word of God. God has spoken in our hearts. God has continued to spoke in our hearts. We have to continue to let the seed, the word of God, grow. As the word of God grows, everything, the fruit, began to come forth in our life. He that receives seed in the stony place, same, that hears the word and with, receives it with joy, but has no root in himself, but endures for a while. This is why I see so many. They endure for a while. Oh yeah, God told me to do this. And they do it for a while, but when tribulation, persecution arise, because of the word, many are by and by are offended. He that receives seed among the thorns, and it goes on and on about the seed, but the good seed, the seed, the tree, just because the seed produces into a plant, the plant becomes a tree, and the tree becomes, it bears the fruit in its season. It's always seed first, planted by the Lord, so the Lord plants us in the seed. So be like a tree planted. So He's giving you the thing. Though the Word comes like a seed, God's giving you a thing to say, be like a tree planted by the river, because the river, the water is always there. It's planted by God. Planted by what He said. Being rooted and grounded in Christ. And the fruits that will be produced will be of His. The titles that He's spoken to us, we don't have to say what they are because the fruits will speak of what they are. If God said what in your life, don't worry what people say. Don't worry what it looks like right now because the fruits will speak in its season. The fruits will speak in its season. We have to wait on the Lord. He that receives seed and good ground bears up, which also beareth fruit. See, the good ground gets the fruit. The other one gets no fruit. Because they don't wait. Stony places, they're not rooted. So, in nothing. It's hard, they, the seed, it's like this, it dries out. And it gets nothing. It just get, turns to dust again. But, being planted in what God said, and being the seed from God, planted in that position, God brings the increase. And it says that one understands it which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundred some so it doesn't matter how much fruit there will be fruit coming forth to then your fruit will speak see many people are speaking of a title of a building of a place but their fruit is not speaking the fruit speaks without any words and then the and the fruit will shut people up too fruit will shut them up and let your fruit speak, and you don't have to say nothing. While men slept, the enemy came, and it goes on and on. It says, sprung up forth, and we, we all know that. This is not the, the point of that. And, and the enemy, and it says, the enemy has done this. Sowed tares, sowed doubt, sowed unbelief. Even Christians will sow all those things in your life. If you have the word of the Lord, if he's told you you're this or that, you have to be planted, and he will bring the increase, and the fruits will come. See, the devil will use people, places, and things to discourage you, to make you think and doubt and have unbelief. But those that have faith will endure till the end. Those who have faith will endure till the fruit. Those who have faith will endure in their, till their season. But he said, less while he gathered up the tares and we so go together to talk. And he says, goes on and on about the, now I want to talk to you even about the mustard seed. Another parable, and the same thing. 
The kingdom of God is like a grain of a mustard seed. When a man took and sowed it in the field, which indeed the least of all the seeds, so the word, just one word. When it was grown, it was the greatest among the earth and become a great tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. And he said another parable about the leaven. He said, so something very small like a, a word, a prophecy, will bring forth the fruit of it in its season. Jesus spoke to the multitude and declared the parable of the tares of the field. And then he went and he said, the Son of Man, and he's trying to explain, now soweth the good seed. So the words that come to God in your life is the good seed. And we have to receive them. And we have to sit. And we have to plant that by the by the river of living water. The field is the world. The good seed are the children. The good, the good seed are the children of the kingdom. See, he's talking about us. We have to be planted by the Lord. We can't be planted by religion. We can't be planted by tradition. We cannot be planted by the things that everyone thinks they're planted by. Their own way, their own ideas, or their own ambition. We have to be planted by the Lord. Because the devil plants too. It says right here. And the, and the other terrors are planted by the wicked one. The enemy has sown, sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the Lord. And the reapers are the angels. Then it goes on and on. But the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear? Hear. And it says here, the Son of Man shall come quickly and shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. It's very important. And then it says about having ears to hear. hear what? So we are seeds planted by, trees planted by the river. And if we think spiritually, we know that that's the river of life. The river of God. So what was Paul Say was his proof of his apostolic call. People were being saved. Churches were being started. He was a murderer one day. Then he tried to plead to them and tried to tell them. He couldn't. See, Paul had to wait. Even three years before they would even pay attention to him. Why? Because he was killing people. He was doing this. He knew he had an encounter with God. He knew he was repented. He knew he was going the other direction. But people were saying, well, hey, okay, I believe, don't really believe you, but we'll believe, whatever, but stay away from us. But he started producing the fruit. The fruit. Because he would be at a church that says, you are my, he was talking to them, you are the proof of my ministry. See, the fruit of what he, he produced out of his own kind. Paul produced and reproduced what was produced in him in other people. So that was his, in, in, in all aspect of this, the people in the churches they started were the fruit of Paul's ministry. So in the things that he did, besides the power, the miracle, the conversions, then now he became from a murderer to a very known apostle and reverend reverenced even by the other ones later on. It wasn't because God told him. It wasn't because he was forgiven. It wasn't because he was saved. People don't have to listen to that. It was eventually they saw the fruit in Paul's life and that gave 
him an opportunity for others to want to hear what he said because of the fruit that they saw. So if we want more in our lives, if we want more in our ministry, if we want more in our families, it's the fruits that speak. We can say we're a Christian, but many Christians don't have the fruits. We say, many say they're apostles, many say they're prophets, many say they're pastors, but they don't have the fruits to show it because they don't stay planted on that word that God told them. See, right away, God said, Paul, I'm going to show you what you're going to have to suffer for my name's sake. So as he began to suffer and boast in those things, and the fruit began to happen because he was obeying the Lord and he was following God. He wasn't following the trying to make the word happen. He was following God. Miracle. He wasn't following miracle signs and wonders. Miracle signs and wonders were following him. Yeah. You see, many people get move around because they're following miracle signs and wonders. When God never told us to follow miracle signs and wonders, He said they're supposed to follow us. And that's what people do. They run to this place and that place because they're following this, the miracle signs and wonders instead of following the Lord. That's what he said was the proof was his fruit. He boasts, he said, boast in your infirmity. Do not boast in your title. Look at a doctor. You know, and people, they do it all the time. I know for a fact, I'm not just talking about a medical doctor, a doctor. Many uh, so-called apostles and all that, they have to go back to school. They want to get that doctrine. But they don't even do anything with it. It's a title. And because that's, that's the pride of life. It's a title. But let's look at a medical doctor, right? Because many people go to school a long time. They do all this. They, they endure for a while. But look at this. How many would want to be the first patient on a doctor that just came out of school? I know they have an intern and all that. and do a lot of practice. But imagine if they didn't. And you don't even know. The guy's a doctor, but he's, you're the first person. Are you going to... Be, be, uh, become fruit or are you going to be nervous and want someone else to be the first fruit of that first um, whatever he does see it doesn't matter how many credentials he has people are like well you know I'm going to go to this doctor because this doctor has had 10,000 eye surgeries and look at all these great reviews so there's a trust and because all those great reviews are all the fruit that he was able to accomplish. So in the, in the beginning time, before fruit has it, it's got to be God because not everybody's going to want to come and it's, maybe you're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do because you're building the fruit in your life through the Word of God. But, so this person doesn't have a practice. He said, oh, uh, call the doctor and you're like, yeah, I want to make an appointment. Come in, I, I heard you're, you, know, you have a practice. He's like, oh, um, yeah, meet me at the bus stop at 4 o'clock tomorrow, and, um, and, and, and I'll, I'll meet you there. You'll be like, meet you at the bus stop, 4 o'clock tomorrow. And he pulls up in this old beat-up car, and he's got this, this bag with all his tools and everything. And he's got, I know he's a doctor, he's got the school thing. Are you going to sit there, and are you going to be like, I think I'm going to call another doctor, Right? That's the same thing in Christianity. We got all these people with these titles and everything, but they're like the doctor would know with just a bag of tools that they, they bought in ministry school, and they want to sit here and they want you to they want to try them out on you. And you're like, okay, um, no, thank you. I'm gonna uh, call another doctor. Cause why? Because there's no fruit. First of all, 
If you're a good doctor, you should have something. You should not, you know, there's things that, things look like things. So the fruit is very important for the world to see. The fruit is very important for other Christians to see. The fruit is very important for us to see. So once we start seeing the fruit, the fruit began to increase our faith to have more fruit. But see, people don't even wait to get any fruit. Because in the kingdom of God, you just can't go and buy the fruit. You just can't go to the market and say, yeah, I'm going to buy this fruit. Many do that, but they, the fruit rots away. And they, don't have, and they don't have any leaves covering them because they're covering themselves. God produces the leaves too of the covering. So Paul, so the doctor, so then what has no fruit? So, but he loves, see, he loves to be called a doctor because it makes him feel accomplished. Superior, important. That's what a lot of people go for. They don't care what they're doing. So what does this guy do? Many people in the church become doctors or get their doctor because they want the title. They don't care. That thing, that title means nothing to God. What God wants to do is your life to help other people. The ministry of reconciliation. So he becomes a doctor. What did you become a doctor? To, he to help heal people. Or did you do it to have a title? And that's what many Christians want. They just want a title. What do you think God putting you in ministry for is to help people? And the more you help people, the more fruit abounds and the more testimonies come that shows the fruit. But if you just want a title, it's just the pride of life. We have this, the same attitude in the church. Even if he wears a white gown, you would say he's still a clown. The doctor, right? We have, it's like, well, it's, it's that time of the year, right? Everybody dresses up as something, but everybody knows it's for play. Even if they have it, if there's no fruit, right? That's how, the whole, how people are doing things. We have to have fruit. And the fruit will speak. Jesus, all His fruit spoke. The things that happened to Him, the situations that He ran into, and also when He went to the cross, even when He didn't want, showed His fruit of giving His whole life. So... That giving up, becoming a living sacrifice is also another fruit that people can see. People say they're this or that, but they don't, they're, not a, they're not sacrificing their life to Christ. That's another fruit. We're always thinking about the nine fruits of the Spirit, but long-suffering is one of those fruits. And longevity means you keep going and doing what God's doing, what He told you, doing, doing, and, and continuing. God looks at that, longevity. It's like long-lasting. It's like long life and what that one thing. It's not jumping from this thing to that thing to that thing. That's what the world does. That's what people that never get saved do. They try this religion. They try that religion. They try yoga. Then they try this. Then they try because they're like that. But when you get in the kingdom of God, we have to be like a tree planted by the, the living water that will produce its fruit in due season. It's not up to us to produce the fruit. God brings the increase. God brings the miracle. All we have to do is stay submission unto Him as He brings forth what He has to do in our life. That's where there's no striving. Fruits, do you ever see a tree striving? You can't see that. It just happens. The tree just stays where it's planted and, it, and, and God brings the increase. We are supposed to be like trees. We just read it. In the Word. Fruit speak. Look at Jesus. This is the last scripture. <clears throat> Matthew 16, 5-7. And this was His disciples...
come to the other side. They had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Because we have taken no bread, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O yea, of little faith, why reason among yourselves, because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves and the five thousand, and how many baskets he took? That was a major fruit for them to see in Jesus' life to help them believe. Right? Jesus was still the Christ, but everybody didn't follow him right away. He went here, he went there. They're like, who are you? He went over here, and he just said, follow them. Something in them, but they didn't know what they were following, but the Spirit, was, the Spirit was moving on them to follow him, but they didn't know that, so they were interested. But when he began to speak, his words were life. When he began to do miracles, then they began to see him. When he began to heal people, then all of a sudden, this fruit in his life began to manifest, and then people began to follow him for the fruits that he was giving out. In the beginning, they were following him because their life, God was calling them. And that happens a lot. Many are called, but few are chosen. They were finally chosen because when they were called, they continued on. So, they didn't just say, I'm all in in the beginning. They're saying, I'm going to follow him. He's probably like, someone probably said, I'm going to follow this guy for a couple days. We'll see what happens. If not, I'll be back. You know, because they, you know, they didn't have all that in the Bible, but everybody left everything they did their whole life. And they're probably like, we'll see. I'm going to see how this goes. That's how a lot of people do. But when they began to see the fruit, when they began to get to see the power, then they understood who he was. See, he didn't run around. There was, he didn't tell anybody he was the Christ for a very long time. For a very long time. And even when they saw he was the Christ, he said, don't tell nobody. Why? Because I want them, I want them to see for themselves. I want them to say for themselves. I want them to recognize by the fruits in my life, by the miracles, by the power, by the words, not by man's opinion or by someone else. And that's what religion's all about. So he says this, Neither the loaves of the four, and you not understand they spoke concerning the bread, but you shall beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Understood they how that he bade them beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine. The doctrine of the Pharisees. See, that's what we got going on in church today. It's all about these, all these doctrines, but with no power. But he says, their doctrine has no power. I'm coming with power. So, my Father is going to back what I say. You see, people are so puffed up with knowledge, they, they forget to look at the fruit. The fruit. And then, they're so religious, so many people ignore the fruit, and they get jealous of the power. It's so crazy. Because even Jesus, many people denied Him. Even after the miracle, John 666, many of His disciples walked with Him no more. You know it was all of them. And at the very end, there's only a couple that even went to the very end and they denied Him. So, how are you going to live on just some, some, some 11 of the Pharisees? And then He went... And Jesus went to the coast of Philippi and asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that? So he's asking, What are people saying about me? What are people saying about me? What are people saying about me? People say that all the time. And we can get all kinds of things. People say, You're a cult. People say, You guys are whacked out. People say, You're, You have a lot of zeal without knowledge. People have all their opinions. But God's saying, Well, 
when I bring the fruit, the fruit will speak. So, he says, who do men say that I am? Because Jesus didn't really care what all them were saying because they're hearing rumors. Because other people were saying who he was. But he was telling them, now you see the fruit though. Now you know who I am. And he said, some said you are John the Baptist. Some other there said Elijah. Others even said you're Jeremiah. <coughs> or one of the old prophets. But then he said to them, Whom do you say that I am? Why? Because they were walking with him. You shouldn't even care what people say unless they really know you. Because the opinions of men are worthless above the opinion of God for us. We have to stand on the opinion of God, the word of God, and stay planted no matter what people say. The devil's going to send people in your life that are going to discourage you. The devil's going to send people in your life that are going to try you to tell you this and this or tell you what they think is better. But you have to stand on that word. You have to stand on that. And you have to stand on the fruits that you've seen done in your own life. Because that's what God tests us on. That's what God knows that we know. And when we let others tell us who Jesus is, we're in big trouble too. We have to know that all the things that He is in our life because He has proved it already. And Simon answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, And blessed are you, Simon Jonah, because flesh and blood has not revealed this. Man cannot reveal this, but my Father in heaven. God will show the fruits. God will show the fruits of it. Everyone can stand up. God will show the fruits of His kingdom. God will raise up His people. He will stand on His word. He will make His word be accomplished. He will, it will have an end. And those who endure till the end shall be saved. Those who endure till the end shall be persecuted. Those who endure till the end shall have fruit. And your fruit will remain. He said, be like a tree planted by the living waters. You will produce your fruit in your season. The fruit for the world to see. The fruits of Christ. The fruits of the kingdom of God. The fruits of the ministry. The reconciliation of man back to God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.